It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon Marcel. My accent is French, and I want to start with an anecdote. Um, it's a conversation we've had for years with my wonderful producers, Jill and Adam, um, because you know I come from France, a country where we celebrate joie de vivre, not so much hard work. America, you celebrate hard work, not so much joie de vivre. The process of America is everything is so efficient, top of the line, you know, like, like it's this unbelievable success stories for work in America. Not the same in France, though. Some, but not the same. On the other side, you know, it's like more easy breezy. If you've ever been to Paris or France, you realize this with the French people. So my team and I have gathered into one team of both energy, a mix of working hard for the show, but also relaxed, right? And I think in relationship, it's a bit also that. You have to bring both the hard work to make it work and the easy breezy to realize that not everything is a drama. And at the end of it all, we all be gone, no matter what we say and what we do. So let's do good things and let's enjoy life. And that's my message tonight. Cosa next. If you have a feel good or romantic story you want to share with me, call the rendezvous 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Irene. Uh, bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Irene. So you have a romantic story you would like to share with me. Yeah, my, my boyfriend is the absolute, he's just such a sweetheart. So I don't live very close to the airport. In fact, it's pretty far. And mm -hmm. I had a very early flight recently. And um, I was just going to, you know, get up early and take like a Lyft or Uber or whatever. And my boyfriend said, no, no, like, I'm going to come stay over at your place. And I'm going to get up early and take you to the airport. <laughs> And so he did, he got up, I mean, it was so early and he drove me all the way to the airport and, you know, bought me coffee on the way. Like it was just very, it was like the most romantic send off. It is. It, I like it. How early are we talking about? The flight left at six. So we had to get up like before dawn. Wow. And how did yeah. that make you feel? It just, you know, made me feel very special and cared for, you know, And the fact that he was willing to lose sleep on a Saturday morning to get up and go to, you know, on a morning he didn't have to wake up early at all and to take me to the airport just made me feel really good. I see. Wonderful. Listen, that, I think it's a great story and I think this gesture of love goes a long way. So, Yuen, thank you so much for sharing that story and you have a good night. You too, Simon. Coming up, we're going to go help Vida who sent me an Instagram DM because the new guy she's dating... That's something that she doesn't know what to make of. So her DM is next. So I got an Instagram DM from Vida at Monibur Radio saying, Bonjour, Simon. I really like this new guy that I've been dating, but he never wants to cuddle after ooh la la. Sometimes he even leaves right after. So is that a sign that he's not really into me or what? Good question. I'll answer next. Have you ever been in a situation like Vida, who sent me that uh, DM, that you uh, have ooh-la-la with somebody and they don't cuddle afterwards? They even leave, whether it's a he or she, just not into the cuddling. Is that against you? Is that a sign that you know, they're not into you? What does that mean? Well, listen, uh, some of us are very cuddling. Some of us are not. Some of us have phobia of contact, which means they don't like to cuddle at all. They feel uncomfortable. And some of, of us are teddy bear. We, we love to cuddle. So no, this is not that he's not so much into you. He's just not a cuddler because, remember, there's five different languages of love. So if it's not one of them, well, you know, the touch, then he can't do it. And then you ask yourself this question. 
why would I want to stay with a man who doesn't bring me what I need, right? And you've got to be honest with yourself. Don't blame him for who he is. Ask yourself, should I stay with a man who can't really make me happy? If that's what you really need after the ulala and you'll never get it, then I'll say, find somebody else who has the same language of love than you. That's my advice. Cause the next. Bonjour, Kate. Bonjour, Simon. What's up tonight? How can I help you? Well, I'm just wondering if my partner, who has a lot of trouble communicating, um, if something goes wrong, I don't hear about it until she's way upset. And mm -hmm. it's usually like there's alcohol involved. It's usually via text. And I'm just wondering if that's a red flag or if there's... I've asked her to, you know tell me before it blows up before, but I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel when she does that? Um, it makes me feel surprised. Um, and then it makes me feel really frustrated. Um, mm -hmm. And just like really taken aback because it feels mm -hmm. unnecessary and dramatic. I see. Have you talked about it with her? Have you had a conversation about it? Oh, yeah. I've been like, hey, this seems like it could have been a smaller deal if you had just told me earlier. Please feel free to do that because I would like to not, you know, have fights when these are just, you know, smaller things that can be worked out. And she keeps saying that she'll try, but then she, you know, what she has to say is not usually unreasonable. It's that, like, what how she says it is so volatile <laughs> because she's but because she's intoxicated yeah it, do you think she's an addict no i don't think so i just think it's like an opportunity to like relax and then too much comes out or it's mm -hmm. like a bottle that just explodes well here's the thing um she's not going to change unless she goes through the therapy so if she's not going to change Give me one good reason to stay with her if you know none of this will ever evolve. If it won't evolve, then I don't have a good reason. Well, then you know what to do because it's not going to evolve. She would need to do <sighs> a shrink for, I'm sorry. This is, this, is, this is like this. We are as we are. And she can go see a shrink. It will take a year or two minimum to evolve. It's a long process because that's how she, if she releases her anxiety or her words with alcohol, there's a lot of unspoken that is in her, and then when she can, the alcohol takes away the wall, it comes out. But I'm not a shrink myself, but I have a wonderful therapist. I know it takes years to evolve. So I've got to be honest, Kate. I mean, either you accept her and love her as she is, or maybe you find somebody who makes you really happy. Okay. Sorry. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> I know. But I'm here to protect you. Listen, there is, there is no magic formula in love, or we would all be happy all the time. So, yeah. so... You know, we can't change people. They, they don't, nobody change. Almost, almost no one changes. So you get to find the right mate, okay? Okay. Sorry. You have a good night. Be strong. Thank you, Simon. Have you ever been with somebody that did something that was so annoying and you thought things could change and it never did? Have you ever been in that situation? Let's talk about that. I, I got a few things to say about that. Next. Have you ever been... Uh, like my last caller, Kate, with somebody that did something very annoying. The rest was cool. But in the case of my last caller, Kate, her girlfriend was, when she got drunk, you know, loud and saying things and 
no. But it was very annoying. And then I said to Kate, I said, but well then, she's not going to change. And she said, she said, what do you mean? I said, because people don't change. I'm sure you've noticed. Very few people evolve, and you just do with the wrong match. And so if you find yourself in that situation, the hardest part is to admit it, right? Because routine makes us feel safe, even if it's annoying and painful. We're so afraid of the unknown, right? Me included. So let me share a personal story. I've learned this lesson the hard way. Next. So when I was younger, I would, I would fall in love, and then um, something happened that I thought was annoying. Now, I'm a boring guy, by the way, for the record. You know, I, just, I don't go out much, and I don't drink at all. I don't smoke. I love playing ping pong. I love mountains, ocean. I like the nature outside, but not the regular party at all. And so I would fall in love with a girl who likes that lifestyle to get on my nerves. And it was my fault, in a way, because I thought she would change with me and start thinking more about being up in the mountains in Wyoming than in, in a wonderful bar in, in Chicago, or New York, or Ohio, wherever. And every time I failed, and you know why? Because I forgot that one thing. Nobody changes. We evolve a tiny bit. But deep down, you are who you are. You have your lifestyle, and you got to find a mate who likes your lifestyle, and vice versa, or it will not work. So don't do like me. Do better than me. Be honest with yourself. Calls are next. You have a question for me about your love life? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Katerina. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Katerina. What's up tonight? How can I help you? Um, I met two guys recently on um, a dating app, both kind of within a couple of weeks of each other. But I'm, I'm really liking both guys and wanting to explore where either one of these relationships could actually lead to. But I'm kind of feeling guilty being in two relationships. So let's, let's be clear when you say you have two relationships. So you're romantically involved with two guys equally yes so you ulala with both of them yes yes no, that's fine because remember this is america so in america that can fly because unless you've said to one of them you're exclusive this is your prerogative you can have two three four five six relationships at the same time as long as you don't say to one of them we are exclusive so did you say to one of the two we are exclusive no until you're exclusive, Katerina, you can do that without any guilt, really, because that's when you decide, it's like a commitment, right, when the DTR. So now tell me, what do they bring each to your life that you need? So they're different in what we do, and I think that's what makes it so hard. So like one of them is really adventurous and wants to go hiking and be outdoors, and like the other guy, we, we love the same music, we like to play games and just like talk. And, and so they're both bringing such different things to the table that I'm starting to feel like I'm leaving like a dual life or something. <laughs> I see. But when it comes to romance, who do you like to ulala the most? The, mm. the, the guys who like the outdoor or the ones who share all the music and other things? Which one is the best for you to keep? For that specifically, the outdoor mm -hmm. guy. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. So, listen, you got to enjoy it. I'm, I'm not going to put any guilt on you. I'm not going to tell you what to do on this one because this is the rule. In America, in France, it's different. But here, when it comes to dating, you can literally have 
the cake, the cherry on the cake, and the cake maker, all of it, until you've said, <laughs> exclusive, it's true. You, there's no limits. I know, I know people much younger than me who have four or five relationships, and because they're not exclusive, nobody seems to mind. So I said to you, enjoy while it lasts. And at one point, the universe will decide. So you don't have to put any guilt. I want you to enjoy. This is summer. This is a good time for as long as you want and as long as you're honest. If they ask you, do you see other people, you should say yes. So no lying there. But I repeat, okay. this is the rule. Don't say exclusive. You can date whoever you want and Ulala is whoever you want, the outdoor, the indoor, wherever. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right, Katerina. Thank you so much for calling and you have a good night. Thank you. You too. I just want to break the myth of why we should feel guilty when we date different people, uh, when we're not exclusive. Let, let's talk about that. Really, it was no one spoken. Next. So, if you date two people, whether you're a man or woman, whoever, three people, four people, five people, including an ooh-la-la with everybody, right? You should not feel guilty at all. This is America. This, I've learned this come here. Until we define the relationship, the DTR, famous talk, define the relationship talk, I, I, I've heard so many callers, so many of you, said, oh, I feel so bad. But don't enjoy. Because you know what? Again, at one point, the universe will make you pick one. But until it's your time, please enjoy life to the fullest. Safely, but to the fullest. You want to make out all summer with wonderful new partners? You're single? Do it. You want to go in the mountains and have wonderful loving? Do it. You want to be you know, with just one person? Do it. Do whatever you want but no guilt. And for that, just don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to your partner. If you're honest, there's no reason to be guilty about anything. And I want to be even more specific about this next. So let's be even more specific when it comes to dating multiple people. The rule is, if you're not exclusive, there is no limits. I'm serious. I mean, what do you think they're doing in, in college and, and, and all that? And, and young people in their 20s? With the dating apps, man, it's the summer of love, the fall of love, the winter of love, the spring of love, all year round. And why not? The rule is simple. If you are not exclusive, you can do whatever you want with whoever you want. And we got to break the guilt. There is no guilt to have. And now I know, and it's interesting, my last caller, Katerina, was like, because, you know, she didn't want to own the fact that she was having ooh with two people, two boyfriends, right? I told her she could do whatever she wanted. Non-exclusive, have fun, but own it. Please own it. Don't do it with guilt. Just own it safely, obviously. Always safely first, but then enjoy. One of the things about especially being so much younger is those moments, the freedom, the lightness of being. Enjoy. That's what I will say. Calls are next. Bonjour, Abigail. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Good. What's up tonight? Well, I um, have a history of dating bad guys, you know, like <laughs> bad boys, and I, it's exciting, and they uh, they don't give me the attention I deserve. So I, I started, you know, I reached out to this good guy who's been, he's been asking me out for years, and now I'm, we're, we're together. We've been together for a month, and I'm just concerned that I'm going to mess it up because he's so good to me, and um, 
I'm just wondering, because, like, I don't want it to get boring. It seems like it's fizzling out, but there is a love there. But I'm still thinking about this guy, the the last Mm -hmm. one I was with, who's exciting, and he's on a road trip right now, and he doesn't give me as much attention. And I don't know if you have any advice for me in this situation. Sure. Tell me what you miss about the last guy. What is it? Um, Like, that he thinks I'm cool and, uh, you know... We, we go on road trips and things are exciting and um, he makes me feel special because like it's hard to get in touch with him and do you think he makes you feel special or you feel the rejection and you get attracted because who would feel special by somebody who doesn't give you the time of the day most of the time yeah right well, so when he picks so, me up yeah I don't know Yes, so, so it brings you down, picks you up. So it's the lows and highs of addiction, right? So basically, let's replace this by cocaine. Right? So oh, addicts wow. will tell you that life is very boring when they are you know, sober, very at the beginning. It's like the, the, if you take an addict, and whether it's alcohol, cocaine, meth, whatever. I'm no expert. But you know, all my friends who go to AA will tell you that, that once you stop using, right, it's very boring, low, normal life. Now with this guy, the new guy and the old guy, it's about the same thing. The new guy, the nice guy, is on a sober life, right? It's like, it's nice, but you're, you're already bored, by the way. I know you are. Um, <laughs> I can tell. So, but because you're attracted by the pain, by the suffering, by the game, that's what turns you on. You like when a man doesn't give you the time of day, and then you run after him, and then when he finally says, come in my arms, or ooh la la, or let's go for a road trip, you're all excited for the attention again, right? Right. That makes a lot of sense. Now... That's a toxic behavior at your own expenses, right? Yeah. So my advice would be that it's not about the guy, it's about you. And I would like you to consider go see a therapist because the root of what you're feeling here now is in your childhood. And so it's the consequences of something in your childhood that makes you feel like this. So wow. if you have the time and you can find a nice person to talk to, it'd be great to clean the past and then kiss the future. But first, you've got to detox. Yeah. Totally. Thank you for calling Abigail. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thank you, Simon. Hey, if your partner never got jealous, would that bother you? Let's talk about that next. If your partner never got jealous, never, would that bother you? A lot, little, medium, not at all. I want to know what you think. So I posted my social media at Morning Radio. 59% of you voted no doesn't bother me and 41% say yes it would bother me if my my partner would never get jealous uh me personally no thank you I don't want any jealousy I'm not a jealous type I don't like jealousy no drama easy breezy just like this show easy breezy and joie de vivre thank you so much for being with me ce soir vraiment merci beaucoup et bonne nuit The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel